is going on everybody welcome into another edition of the daily energy news beat stand up here on this gorgeous wednesday may 31st 2023 as always i am your humble correspondent michael tanner coming to you from an undisclosed location here in dallas texas Stu is out on assignment so i'm rocking a solo show but we still have an excellent lineup it's going to be fairly brief i really just want to mainly cover this debt ceiling debacle that's going on right now is it on is it off i'll bring you the latest details as we know them right now talk about how that's impacting oil prices specific and then specifically the mountain valley pipeline which is a crucial infrastructure project going on right now um in west virginia and i uh, yeah in in that east coast i don't know if it's quite west virginia I say all that to say this debt deal is important. The fallout is critical. We also have some interesting thoughts. Um, I saw a new article on the Chevron PDC deal. Um, it has some extremely interesting numbers, specifically an expected synergies column with means one thing, layoffs. But we will cover all that and a bag of chips, guys. But first, as always, these stories are brought to you by the world's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all of your oil and gas news. Stu does a great job of curating that website, making sure all of the top news is there on a daily basis. Dashboard.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all your oil and gas data news combo combined. It is definitely going behind a paywall. So if you like that dashboard, we appreciate it. It is going some point behind a paywall. So just take a deep breath. Hey, soak that in and just understand that it's definitely going behind a paywall. Um, so if and maybe not a paywall, but a login wall, some sort of we're gonna make you give up a little bit because that dashboard is awesome. We appreciate you guys taking a look at it. Dashboard.energynewsbeat.com. But let's dive into it. All right. Everybody's talking about this debt deal negotiation thing. And I think it's helpful to sort of just walk through like what's happening right now. I mean, right now, there's there, there's been an agreement between uh President Joe Biden. And and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, there's this Monday deadline um, next week. Yeah, it's a Monday deadline of next week in order to make sure that this all gets sanctified. So they have a little bit of time, but the key is this has to go from committee out of this, you know, the rules committee, this 13 member committee. Everything comes down to a committee. It's even the U.S. government, you think it comes down to committees at your job? Even in the U.S. government, it comes down to committees. So we've got a committee of 13 people who then swing it out and say, okay, now we can bring it to the floor. A key Republican swing vote representative Thomas Massey said he was inclined to support the bill, which had been briefly imperiled earlier after two consecutive days. After two of the conservatives said they plan to vote against it. So really, can it get out of committee? Can it not get out of committee? Really, again, every, we're facing this Monday deadline. If it gets to the House floor, it's probably going to pass. I don't think Kevin McCarthy is going to bring anything to the floor that he doesn't think can pass. It'll then, you know, you know, if, if you go to Energy Newsbeat, you would check this article out, you know, in terms of what's happening, you'll, you'll see that then the Senate will vote. They're most likely going to approve it. They do lean a little, you know, the, the, there are more liberals than are conservatives. So they will most likely approve whatever deal gets done in the House because it most likely this deal is going to favor our, our uh, Democrats in this scenario. Some interesting fallout from this deal, though, was permitting and you know, clean energy and infrastructure reform. Remember, one of the key, key bills that was passed by the Biden administration um, was the Inflation Reduction Act, which had an insane amount of spending on clean, you know, clean energy, things that, you know, when Stu and I joked about the original Porculus bill, this was the Porculus bill on steroids. I mean, some of the stuff in there. But what was what we liked about the bill 
was its permitting reform and its streamlined approach to say, okay, if we need all this infrastructure for clean energy, for solar, for wind, to, you know, because that's the issue. The issue is not, can we build enough solar to collect? Yeah, probably. Can we build enough wind? I don't know. How many whales you want to kill? If, you know, if, if, if you're me, might as well just kill them all at this point. Now, I say that in jest. Stu gives me a hard time about the whales. But let's just say for a fact, you could solve the problem right now with wind and solar. Well, where are you going to put it all? The battery technology, there's the grid. We've talked at length end on this podcast, how the grid is not stable and can't, couldn't necessarily hold that. You still need that dispassable energy. So unless we want to go a nuclear route, and so I'm not going to, you know, thank goodness Stu's not here because he'd be going off on some small modular nuclear reactor scheme. We'll keep it focused on, we got to move to natural gas, got to get off coal, and we've got to use specifically the clean, you know, use things like carbon capture to be able to, to, to achieve this stuff. But again, getting the grid and upgrading the grid can go a long way into our shift into whatever clean energy future there is. Okay. So specifically, let's go to the Mountain Valley Natural Gas Pipeline. You can check this article out, energynewsbeat.com. You know, in this whole game of will the debt ceiling get moved? Will it not? Regardless of what happens, this pipeline has been included in the current deal that's sitting in Congress right now, which is critical. This 303-mile pipeline was uh, placed in the budget between U.S. President Joe Biden and Kevin McCarthy. Um, It's backed by Joe Manchin, who is a Democratic um, senator out there in West Virginia. And again, his vote is going to be heavily needed if it because the Republicans are minority in the Senate. So there's a bunch of negative court rulings. The project's been delayed. You know, the Equatus midstream, you know, they, they, they thought they were going to be able to finish it by 2013 or 2023, but their CEO had a quote that said there remains significant risk and uncertainty, including regarding and likely the litigation. So they're expecting litigation to come down. Now, if we can get this approved, it'll be very, conv- or if this debt approval moves forward, hopefully this can get streamlined, get this turned on, you know, alleviate some of that refined product issue again. This is going to alleviate gas prices. You want best thing you do for gas prices? Build pipelines in here. It's the best thing you do, and get rid of the Jones Act. But Stu's not here, so we'll just we we only get to talk about it once, and then have to go on a beat in. But I do agree. Stu was on that from the beginning. The Jones Act. You know, I, I the other thing that this that this oil price or the you know um, I sort of spilled the beans there, but before I said it, but what this debt ceiling is also impacting is oil prices. You know, we saw oil prices fall more than 4% today, uh, mainly on whether or not what's going to happen. I mean, obviously, I think we're going to pass this. The real question is what passes. And I think that's what the street is is wondering. You know, Kevin McCarthy originally came out and said, hey, there's a chance that we do a, a raise that gets us through the next presidential cycle. Well, that alleviates a lot of concern for the market. So we don't have to deal about this for two years. We'll just kick the can down the road two years. We'll just, we'll deal with it later. We'll do it. You do when you're five years old. You say, ah, I'll deal with it tomorrow. And then you realize, oh, well, it showed up tomorrow. It's like Friday. Do you do your work on Friday? You leave it for Monday. And they get none over the weekend. So you might as well figure out the problem now so you don't have to have the problem on Monday or whatever. You know, some sort of analogy of that point where if that's what happens and we kick the can down the road to yours, great. The market's going to view that as, okay, relax. We can now, we can now chill out. We can get back to worrying about other things, get back to growth, get back to everything. If the agreement is, Hey, we're only going to go to the end of the month. We're only going to go to the end of the year. Well, then everybody's still on edge because it's we've just now moved the needle just a little bit forward. We haven't solved the underlying issue of what's going to happen. Congress appropriates more money than that it wants to legally be allowed to spend. I mean, the 14th Amendment is that option that's out there. 
It hasn't necessarily been signaled by the Biden administration that they want to go that route, but they could if they really wanted to. So um, now they've said they don't want to do that because it likely will get challenged. And you're talking about going to the Supreme Court and all this other stuff. So the point of all that is nobody knows what's going to happen. And that's part of the reason why you're seeing weakness in oil prices currently trading at sixty nine fifty nine. Open the day above seventy three dollars, you know, and, you know, again, that is all due to the fact that it is, you know, some very interesting comments, you know, I, on the supply side, we will see EIA forecasts um, on Thursday. So not tomorrow. We will know the API um, index tomorrow. So if you listen in to tomorrow or, or not tomorrow, yes, tomorrow's episode for you guys, we'll definitely have um, the API numbers for that. And we will make sure to cover all of that. I thought the only other thing that was interesting to cover about was this uh, a quote from PDC um, Chevron deal. They had a little deal by the numbers. This came off their investor slide. One of the bullet points, expected synergies, 100 million in annual operating expenditures, 400 million in annual capital expenditures. What does that mean? Layoffs, baby, unfortunately. So that's one of the ways you accrete, you know, you you apply economics of scale. You take the same team and just have them manage a little bit more. So uh, unfortunately, I think we're going to see some of that that PDC team in Denver, I, I think you're going to see. Unfortunately, I think I think it's going to be a slaughter. And I, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully not. But you know, if they, if they're throwing down 100 million in annual operational expenditures, I don't know where else that's coming from. 400 million in capex, that makes sense. You've you know, that's a little bit different. You've got service vendors out there that you work with. But that 100 million in, in annual operating expenditure, I mean, annual. What is, what's that mean? What's that mean? What's that annual mean? Where's that number annual coming? That's from an annual salary. So. It's unfortunate, but um, Chevron coming in there, you know, really taking over and becoming really one of those major players in Colorado. It's kind of interesting to see see what all happens. So, uh, well, I appreciate it, guys. That's all I've got for you. Um, again, www.energynewsbeat.com. Otherwise, I will let you guys get out of here. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya.